edge to pound your opposition. Like if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. I have no backup. The Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. That's right. The show to tune to for fantasy football knowledge. How many leagues are you in? I'm in 12 leagues. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Well, that is just pure fantasy football. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Happy week three of the NFL season. It looks like we will have a Bears game going off in Atlanta at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium today. It was in doubt as the Falcons' first-round pick and starting quarterback, I'm sorry, cornerback, A.J. Terrell, tested positive for, or I'm sorry, he was moved to the COVID-19 list, so he did not test positive. I don't know for sure whether or not he tested or if he was just exposed, but he was moved to the COVID-19 list, and there was concern that the Bears and Falcons game could be postponed today. It looks like that is not going to be the case. So very good news. Bears fans, we will have a game to watch today at noon as the Bears take on the Falcons in Atlanta. Good morning. I'm Jeff Meller, and I am here with you, as always, on Sunday morning at 8 a.m. from 8 to 9, taking your phone calls at 312-332-3776. Talking fantasy football, if you've got any lineup dilemmas that you want to bat around, I'm here for you. I've got my man Tyler Aki as well, who's uh, doing the call screening and pushing all the magic buttons. So he's here for you uh, as we go through this. Um, if you're new to the show, what we normally do is we run through some of the key injuries at the top, things that you may need to be aware of, all the latest injury no- news. And as we do that, um, I will uh, let you know the latest on all those guys, who's going to play, who is going to be game time decision. And then from there, we'll move into your calls. Again, 312 332 Three seven seven six. So, without further ado, let's get underway. Fourth and three. Meanwhile, they better get the snap here because the play clock is at one. They do. Off they go. Catches made. Get the first and a lot more. Julio Jones out in front. He's going to go all the way. Touchdown. All right. So obviously that injury is amongst the biggest in fantasy football, but it's also huge here locally because the Bears would much rather see a Falcons team without a healthy. Julio Jones on the field right now. Julio is going to be a true game time decision. Uh, Adam Schefter tweeted out yesterday evening that uh, it was not looking encouraging, but again, he would be a game time decision. So if you're wondering what to do with Julio Jones today, you're going to have to wait up until the inactives are announced right around 1030 is when they usually roll in. I know Fred Hubner, Brian Hanley will have uh, all that information ready for you on the points bet pregame show here on ESPN 1000, so make sure you're locked in. But again, it is not looking encouraging right now regarding Julio Jones. I would say if I am a Julio Jones owner in a couple of leagues right now, if you've got a decent alternative, I am uh, not shying away from using someone else right now because even if he does play, all uh, all the news has been rather discouraging. So if you're a Julio Jones owner, even if he's active with a hamstring, if you missed it last week, he left the game, returned, and then I believe it was the very next play when Matt Ryan saw him streaking down the field wide open in the middle for what would have been a 43-yard touchdown, only to see Julio kind of, he didn't slow up, but he certainly didn't have his normal you know, ability to break on the ball, and it actually resulted in one of the worst drops you'll probably see all year that would have been a touchdown. 
clearly the injury is bothering him. How much it will affect his play, I don't know. Nobody does until we get him out, get out there and see him. But that obviously doesn't help you for your lineup decisions. So what I would say is, if you're a Julio Jones owner um, and you have anybody else who you think is, you know, well within probably the top forty of normal wide receiver ranks. I personally would probably use them over Julio because you'd hate to see him get out there and just not be effective. So that is the latest on Julio Jones. Snap to Rodgers under a blitz. Rodgers tight pocket steps up, throws a left, got Devontae inside the 10, head fake, cuts left to the 5, reaches pylon, and touchdown! Oh, what a play by Devontae Adams! All right, so there's another wide receiver that is a huge blow right now in fantasy football for all you Adams owners out there. He is also going to be a game time decision, but again, I think he is probably less likely to play if we're reading tea leaves right now from all the NFL reporters on what Devontae Adams ability is going to be. And the problem is of course, is that the Packers play the saints tonight on NBC on Sunday night football. And so if you're waiting on Devontae Adams, you have very little alternatives to go with if he is not available. And again, it is not very encouraging. Not saying he can't play, but for fantasy football, obviously you need to have your lineup locked and ready to go. And a 720 kickoff uh, only allows you, you know, your backups to be, if you don't have somebody in that game, you've only got Chiefs and Ravens to turn to. Now those are obviously two great offenses. So maybe if you are somebody who has Marquise Brown, who is not necessarily always a starter on your team. This is a situation where you can hold out and wait on Adams. Uh, But, you know, that is, or maybe, uh, you know, obviously you're starting Tyreek Hill. Um, Sammy Watkins has his own issues that we'll address here in a little bit. But, you know, who are you turning to if you don't have Devontae Adams? If you have a backup in place, if you have a Marquez Valdez-Scantling on your roster and you don't have to make a cut to get him on there and you can wait it out, that's, that's maybe a situation where I'd be okay waiting to find out if Adams is actually a go. But again, he's dealing with a hamstring injury as well, which is always a little bit dicey for fantasy purposes when they're out there. That's one of those soft tissue injuries that could very easily re-injure during a game. So Devontae Adams, again, with the combination of it being a late night kickoff, uh, I am probably steering away from him if I'm a Adams owner today. On third and goal, pressure, Garoppolo, looking, So we had some news actually Sunday around this time, Adam Schefter tweeted out a story that George Kittle was eyeing a week three return. And he was trying to make a quick turn for the 49ers. And what we find out is that with all the issues, all the injury devastation that the 49ers had have had to endure this week, they decided because they're in the Meadowlands for a second consecutive game at MetLife Stadium, which is right now apparently the worst turf in all of football. The 49ers are very concerned. It looks like, I don't know if Kittle would have played if they were at home or at another, another location, but clearly with all the injuries they've suffered, it is certainly time to uh, maybe show a little bit more caution this week, and that is what they're going to do. George Kittle is not going to play today. Neither is Jimmy Garoppolo, who was the man throwing him the ball on that uh, highlight. Uh, Nick Mullins will step in and be the starter for the 49ers. So that actually is not as huge a blow, I would say, 
to the receivers as some backup quarterback stepping in would be. We've seen Nick Mullins operate Kyle Shanahan's offense and be fairly effective. He's had a pretty he's had some pretty big games uh, in terms of fantasy over the few starts in his career in Kyle Shanahan's offense. So it's not devastating by any means. The real devastation is the fact that all the key players you would want to start on the 49ers offense are hurt. It seems to be in addition to uh, in addition to Kittle. There's uh, the man next here who we're about to talk about. So Raheem Mostert, who's really looked very impressive, he's picked up right where he left off from his uh, playoff at Super Bowl, you know, run last season that the 49ers really leaned on him heavily. He's looked very dynamic. And if anybody's seen the next gen gen stats out there and available, as you know, he's got two of the uh, fastest times on his run, on his long touchdown runs here so far in the early going of the NFL season where he's hit like 22 point, I think it's 22.7. And I know he, he, uh, he eclipsed 23 miles per hour. So he clearly has the uh, breakaway speed once he gets going. He is out today with a knee injury as well, just another 49ers player who's gone, uh, which means with Tevin Coleman also placed on injured reserve that it is going to, in all likelihood, be Jarek McKinnon who sees the most touches. Now, if you were fortunate enough to be able to scoop up Jarek McKinnon, good for you. I would probably feel okay using him. What I will say, though, is that Kyle Shanahan does like to rotate his backs in, keep some guys fresh. And that means that I think if you're absolutely desperate, maybe you've got some of these receivers that are injured that we talked about earlier, or you need uh, maybe you just need a, a flex play to plug in. Jeff Wilson, worth keeping uh, an eye on or maybe worth grabbing today from your waiver wire. He's not going to, I don't think, you know, put up a huge yardage total, but it's very, there's a very decent chance that Jeff Wilson's your goal line guy for the 49ers today. And against the Giants, that could be valuable. We know, if anything, I would imagine that Kyle Shanahan is going to lean heavily on his run game. So both Jarek, Jarek McKinnon is, is a definite start for me, uh, an easy number two running back today. But Jeff Wilson, somebody who, if you're maybe desperate and you need a, a deeper play, Jeff Wilson, somebody who I could make the argument might be worth it because of those valuable goal line touches. First and goal from the five. Give to McCaffrey. Trying to get around the right side. He does. McCaffrey leaps. End zone. Oh, touchdown. Up and in. Jim McCaffrey. All right. So clearly Christian McCaffrey's injury, the number one overall player taken in most leagues this year. The high ankle sprain that he suffered is going to keep him out four to six weeks. So your waivers already ran. Mike Davis should be rostered in every league at this point. Mike Davis, just the volume, should really keep him a starter in most leagues. And definitely if you're a McCaffrey owner, he's somebody who I would feel okay using against the Chargers today at uh, SoFi. So I'm using him in pretty much every league, especially I think the the bigger boon for uh, McCaffrey owners, if you were able to grab Davis, I think in PPR formats, Davis is much more effective as a receiver out of the backfield. He's certainly going to get his share of carries, but 
Um, he in PPR formats as well. I think he's a little bit like, look, he's not going to step in and beat Christian McCaffrey by any means, but I think because of the volume, you might be able to get, you know, 60 to 75%. And maybe that's a little aggressive, but I, I think in the right situation, uh, Mike Davis, the volume will be there. And if he gets a touchdown, you know, that's really going to be key. I think he might be able to do an adequate job of replacing uh, McCaffrey for you. Now Barkley up the middle, cuts to the outside. Saquon Barkley across midfield, down the sideline, stayed in bounds, and Barkley takes it all the way. Touchdown. All right, we'll close it out here before we take your calls with Saquon Barkley's injury. He obviously is lost for the year. I know some folks had their eye on Deion Lewis, maybe Wayne Gallman, even if you were absolutely in deeper leagues. Neither guy looks to be the player that you want for the long term. Devonta Freeman was signed and is somebody who, if for some reason, looted your league owners, go ahead and snap him up now because Devonta Freeman has the most upside going forward uh, of all the Giants running backs. Today, I would probably lean on Deion Lewis if you're desperate, although I don't really feel great about that situation. So, I mean, it's look, the Giants have a chance to do okay against the 49ers because of not just on offense, all the devastating injuries we talked about, but man, they averaged. In fact, I would say for fantasy purposes, the Niners, which was for a lot of folks, the top defense taken in fantasy football, feel free to go ahead and cut them right now. I don't know if there's really any with both Solomon Thomas, both gone for the season. Um, You've got Richard Sherman, who's been, uh, you know, who's still on injured reserve. But when you don't have that, really, when you're playing, when you're looking for a defense in fantasy, I personally am always hunting out the pass rushing, the best, the elite pass rushing units, and the Niners were one of them. But without Bosa, without Thomas, I don't know if they're going to be able to make those plays. So I would say go ahead and feel free to go ahead and cut the 49ers at this point, defense their defense. I would actually, if you're looking for somebody who might be uh, out there on your waiver wire, the Washington football team, I've really been been impressed with their pass rush in the early going, and they get the Cleveland Browns today in Cleveland. So uh, the Washington football team is a defense that I kind of like, and they could be an adequate replacement for the 49ers. All right, I see all your calls out there, Tom, TJ, Sean, Dave, Evan, Vernon, Joe, Peter. We've got one line open, so 312-332-3776 if you want to grab that one. We're taking your calls the rest of the morning. I am Jeff Meller. This is the Fantasy Football Show. All right, when will Michael Thomas return? We may know. I'll tell you next. The Fantasy Football Show is back with the guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. If I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. I have no backup. That's 312-332-3776. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. We've got some encouraging news for Michael Thomas owners out there. Per Adam Schefter, the best wide receiver in the game, Michael Thomas, was moving well on Friday, and he's eyeing up a week four return. So he will not be available tonight as the Packers take on the Saints. We already know that he's been ruled out, but encouraging news if he can return one week from today. That would be very good news for fantasy owners out there, and probably, not probably, definitely, Some very good news for Drew Brees 
and his fantasy owners, who I'm sure have been in panic mode all week after the display that the Saints or the lack of, I guess, display, the lack of offensive output the quarterback for the Saints put on on Monday night's game against the Raiders. I should also mention, um, I did not play the highlights, but both Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller will play for the Raiders today per Schefter. So the uh, Vegas Raiders taking on the New England Patriots today at Foxborough. They will have their two biggest offensive weapons. So that is good news as well. Again, I'm Jeff Meller here on ESPN 1000. You can reach out on Twitter. I'm at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. Full phone lines. You can always call us at 312-332-3776. Or finally, the new edition this year, we're live on Twitch. You can uh, send a question on Twitch. We're at ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch. So follow us there. Check out the Twitch chat room. And uh, Tyler Aki's sifting through those for the best ones, and he will bring some of those to the table for you later in the show as well. But let's kick things off with Tom, who's in Bridgeport. Good morning, Tom. You're on the Fantasy Football Show. Good morning. Great show, buddy. Um, I need two of these four. But here's what I got in there so far, if I can find me to change them. I got Carson and Kelly for uh, running backs, Adam Thielen at the end of Johnsonburg for receivers. Now I need two of these four. Mike Davis... Carolina, Melvin Gordon, Joe Mixon, or Allen Robinson? Ooh, this is a ooh, this is a good problem to have, Tom. Um, and honestly, I would say that you mentioned Kelly, Joshua Kelly for the uh, Los Angeles. I'm sorry, yeah, the Los Angeles Chargers. Sorry, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Los Angeles Chargers, the Oakland Raiders, the San Diego Chargers. I'm always trying to uh, forget which uh, which one's uh, the correct one. I would say I would go ahead and use. Mixon for sure. I'd use Allen Robinson. You can't get away from him today against the Falcons. That match, that matchup is just too tasty. And then finally, I'm going to say I would use, I like Melvin Gordon. And I think the Broncos are going to be um, leaning on him heavily, especially without Philip Lindsay. Uh, so I think I would use Melvin Gordon just slightly over Mike Davis. I like Mike Davis, but He's he's more of just a volume play. He's not as talented as the other players you gave me there. I would actually take out Joshua Kelly out of your lineup um, to insert, insert uh, Mixon and um, and uh, Melvin Gordon today. All right, let's go to TJ, who's on the south side. TJ, good morning. You're on ESPN 1000. Good morning, guys. Morning. All right. I have Devontae Adams, so now I have a dilemma. I need... Mar- Marquise Valdez Cantley or Darius Slayton or AJ Green? Yeah, so here's what I would say, TJ. In this situation, um, you're in good shape if you want to wait out Devontae Adams, but again, he's doubtful. And he's also got the hamstring, so even if he plays, you'd be a little concerned. What's your risk tolerance? I'd be a little more. I'd be a little more likely to use Devontae Adams in the PPR format, but if it's standard, I'm not waiting on that. So if you want it, TJ, I'd probably go with – I'd wait it out with Adams and PPR, and if he doesn't play, I'd use Valdez-Scantling. When, but when, uh, if, you don't, if you don't have the patience to wait it out or if you just don't even want, want to – you don't have the risk tolerance. At that point, I would use A.J. Green over Darius Slayton. Now, it, it could be – Slayton might be okay going forward, but – you know, the Jets offense now without Shepard, without Barkley, I'm concerned that they're going to bog down too often and not have a whole lot of, uh, 
you know, great scoring opportunities. I will say, though, Slayton is encouraging, but I would use A.J. Green this week, TJ. Let's try Sean, who's in Roscoe Village. He's got a uh, half-point PPR question. What's up, Sean? How much? Hey, I got a question, uh, and it's only because Galladay is going to be able to play today, but um, is it Hawkinson or Waller? And it's the later game for Hawkinson in the afternoon against Arizona. And then my second question would be Beckham or A.J. Green. Sure. Okay, Sean. So I'm using Waller. Uh, no hesitation. He is, uh, again, he was listed as questionable all week, but he's expected to play per Schefter. So that's great news, especially in any type of uh, scoring format that rewards point per reception, even though it's a half point. Like Waller is clearly the guy who you saw last week is capable of going double-digit catches for you. Now, he's not going to do that every week, but, you know, Carr really can lock into him. And he's one of the, you know, without uh, Henry Ruggs is going to be out today. So, you like, that's, you know, the other intriguing name on of their receiving core. But Darren Waller is clearly, you know, a focal point of the offense. And you got to lock him into your lineup as long as he's playing. I mean, TJ Hawkinson's been, you know, you've been a little encouraged by some of the things you've seen from him this year. But no question, that one's an easy call, Darren Waller. And then I'm using Odell Beckham over A.J. Green. Uh, A.J. Green, if you saw last Thursday when he played against the Browns, it was there was some disappointing, you know, you have to wonder at this point if he has maybe the injuries have taken away some of his ability. But he's, you know, the, good, the encouraging news is that Joe Burrow is certainly throwing him a lot of targets in his direction. So you can, you know, take some solace in that. But Odell Beckham... Look, I, he's still a talented player in that same Thursday night game. You saw Odell Beckham and what he's capable of doing. So I would go ahead and use Odell Beckham, Sean. Let's try my man Dave in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Dave is a uh, frequent almost every week caller. Dave, thanks for waking up Good. with us. What's up? Good morning, Chip. Number one show on radio, buddy. Uh, I got a flex question, a PPI. I need one of these four. I've got Joshua Kelly. I've got Kareem Hunt, DJ Moore. And Mr. No-Show last week, Will Fuller. Yeah, Will Fuller is a frustrating fantasy owner, and I think week in and week out, Dave, that's what you're going to get. I, you know, he's there's there's some weeks when he's going to be explosive. Like, like, obviously, they had a very difficult matchup to last week against the Ravens, one of the best defenses in the league. And I, the, the one-two combo when you're playing the Ravens is that it's not just that their defense is excellent, but it's also the offense that they run is, you know, it, I know that they're capable of big plays, but... Lamar with the option runs that they they uh, they go to so frequently, you know it's a very heavy ball control offense too at times, and so they can, a game can really get away from the opposing offense. So um, I think that's part of what Will Fuller's problem was last week is that the Texans found themselves behind early, and uh, you know you just hate to be even though sometimes you as a fantasy owner you're like oh great my team's behind they're going to be throwing a lot, but when you're so predictable. It just you know becomes easy for the other defense at times to take the uh, take the things away, and they weren't going to let Will Fuller get deep. I'd be afraid to start Will Fuller. I, I I just went on a long rant there about Will Fuller, Dave. When you're like, just give me the answer, Miller. Well, here's what it is. I personally, in a PPR scoring format, I like Josh Kelly, but you can't use him right now because Eckler's going to get all those catches. Kelly's an interesting flex play in like standard leagues right now, or maybe a a uh, RB two to turn to in you know in bye weeks as you go forward but right now i'm going to go ahead and use dj Moore in the ppr scoring i know it's been a little disappointing so far this year but you draft him high for a reason i think he will see 
more catches as the season goes on, especially without Christian McCaffrey. I think they're going to want to get the ball more into one of their, you know, probably their best playmaker on the field's hands in DJ Moore, Dave. So I would use DJ Moore, especially in that uh, PPR scoring. Let's try Evan, who's in Long Island, I assume listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Evan, good morning. You're on Fantasy Football, on the Fantasy Football Show. Good morning, Jeff. Um, I'm a frustrated Michael Thomas and Joe Mixon owner. Um, started James Robinson the other night. That was a pleasant surprise. Nice. Um, but I need three of five here. I got Juju, Robbie Anderson, uh, David Johnson, CeeDee Lamb, or Darius Slayton, and I need Rodgers or Big Ben. All right, so Evan, I'm going to say let's. Even though he's been really good the first two games, I'm going to take Robbie Anderson out of the mix immediately. I like uh, I like Lamb, David Johnson, and Juju Smith-Schuster. I'm expecting him to play. He uh, he uh, was questionable, but uh, all signs pointing to Juju being ready to go. Um, and against the Texans, I'm going to go ahead and say I think I would use Ben over Aaron Rodgers this week. Look, you can't really go wrong with either. But the Saints' defense obviously is uh, is is much. It's just a it's a tougher uh, matchup for the Packers. So I'm going to say I would use Ben this week over over um, Aaron Rodgers and his uh, game on Sunday night against the Saints. Let's try Vernon, who is an indie. Vernon, good morning. You're on ESPN 1000. Morning, Jeff. Uh, enjoy you guys' show. Thanks. Uh, PPR league, and uh, I have a choice between Drew Brees and uh, Big Ben. And leaning towards Big Ben because uh, I like the matchup with Houston, uh, mm-hmm. and not really been trusting trusting Drew Brees here recently. Um, sure. Part of that is uh, at my receivers, I can use Deontay Johnson, kind of handcuff him with Big Ben, um, mm-hmm. but I have Hollywood Brown, and I also have uh, Ty Hilton, who's not been so so trustworthy here recently. Do you need either, so. Do you need one or two of those wide receivers, Vernon? Uh, need one. Need one. All right. So I said, yeah, I'm going to use Ben over Breeze. Now, I'm not completely bailing on Breeze just yet in fantasy, but it's been discouraging, and it's been like this now for, you know, almost almost a year and a half where he's really struggled to get the ball downfield. That's why you're seeing, you know, Taysom Hill come in and, you know, threaten the field because with the, with those deep throws when he does. Um, so, like, part of the reason is just Drew Breeze doesn't seem capable of really going deep down the field. And making it tough on defenses, even though he can usually eat in the inter- in the short and intermediate intermediate range, that's more difficult without Michael Thomas. So this week, if you're a Breeze owner and you're like questioning, okay, do I use Breeze? Am I completely bailing on him? Don't cut him. But I would say if you have a decent guy, and usually quarterbacks are plentiful in most leagues, I would go ahead and probably use most players over Drew Breeze this week without Michael Thomas yet again. But again, the good news is hopefully that Thomas will be back. Um, Vernon, I would use Hollywood Brown over Deontay Johnson. I really like what I've seen from Deontay Johnson. I like that he's on your roster going forward. But for this week, I, I'm going to go ahead and use Hollywood Brown against the Chiefs. Uh, and, hey, why not? Because then it gives you somebody to uh, root for on the Monday night game in a game that uh, I can't remember. You know, the last time I was this excited for a Monday night football game was actually about two years ago when the Chiefs actually were playing the Los Angeles Rams in a game that was supposed to be in Mexico, but actually had to be moved back because of the uh, turf in Azteca. And uh, that firework game gave us, I think, well over 100 points combined between the two teams. So cannot wait for the Chiefs and Ravens tomorrow night on ESPN on Monday Night Football. We'll be locked into that one. And uh, if you could start Hollywood Brown, you've got even, even yet another reason 
to enjoy that game. All right, I am Jeff Meller again, the Fantasy Football Show, with you every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. We're rolling through calls. Full lines, 312-332-3776. We'll also answer your questions on Twitch next. Is your tight end in or out? Don't answer that. Is your backfield in good shape? Uh, Never mind. Welcome back to ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. We are back here on the Fantasy Football Show, and if you missed it early, I said good news. The Bears and Falcons game looks to be a go. There was a little bit of concern late last night as the Falcons have placed A.J. Terrell on the uh, COVID-19 list because he did test positive, Um, and there was some concern that uh, they might have to postpone the Bears-Falcons game. That is not going to be the case, though. Uh, All the Saturday tests for the Falcons players and coaches came back negative today, so Bears and Falcons are set to play today at noon at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. I will be with Howard Griffith taking your post-game shows immediately after the game for two hours, so don't forget about that. Um, Also, Fred Hubner, Brian Hanley with the points bet Sportsbook pregame show coming up at 10 o'clock. They'll let you know all you need to know about Bears and Falcons before they kick things off at noon. Uh, Again, I'm Jeff Meller here on the Fantasy Football Show with you every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Reach out on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. Let's go to Joe, who is in Spring Grove with a wide receiver question. Hey, Joe. Morning, Jeff. I got a flex question on one point PPR. I got Adam Thielen at home against Tennessee. Tennessee, I got Michael Gallup on the road against Seattle. I got Marvin Jones on the road against Arizona. Sure. Do you need one or two, Joe? Just one. Just one, yeah. In PPR, I know, you know, it, it sometimes can can uh, go back and forth at times, but I'm still using Adam Thielen in that situation, especially with Kenny Galladay returning Marvin Jones. Or I'm it, what looks like Kenny Galladay uh, returning. Again, he's an, inac- uh, uh, an inactive that you need to monitor, but we're expecting Kenny Galladay to play for the Lions today. But that's a 325 game. So, you know, that's one of those ones where you just got to be aware of it. But we are expecting him to play. So that kind of takes down Marvin Jones' value just a touch. And Michael Gallup, the problem for him clearly is that the Cowboys have so many great receiving options in Cooper and C.D. Lamb. Um, that it makes it difficult on a week-in and week-out basis to trust Michael Gallup as anything more than a boomer bust player. In the PPR format, Adam Thielen usually is going to be productive, so I would go ahead and use Thielen uh, against the Titans today at home. Let's try Peter, who's in Miami. Old, faithful Peter, a big P1 here of the ESPN 1000 station. What's up, Peter? Hey, Jeff. How's it going? Good, man. How you doing? Good, good. Well, I just have a simple question this week uh, to start either Brady or Burrow because I eventually did put Robinson in, so that gave me a good boost. Nice. Um, you know, I would say I'm, I'm okay using Tom Brady. Uh, I, I've, I, I've liked what I've seen from him in terms of arm strength. He's made a, a couple nice throws so far this year. Uh, Chris Godwin will return for the Bucks today. Um, the Broncos defense without Von Miller not nearly as imposing. Um, Probably the biggest question for, you know, for the Bucks today is the fact that they're headed to Mile High Stadium. And in September, we know that the history of going to Denver in altitude when you're still trying to, you know, get your conditioning 
in place as a football player. Sometimes that can be a struggle, but I still like Tom Brady over the uncertainty of Joe Burrow. Uh, Burrow's been, it's one of those scenarios where I'm not saying that Joe Burrow can't have a good game, especially against the Philadelphia defense that has given offenses basically whatever they want. Um, But, you know, you've got a solid guy in Brady for fantasy purposes, at least with all these weapons available to him. So I'm going to, I'm going to lean on him in the consistency with, you know, cause rookies, you never know, like, you know, let's still see more from Joe Burrow outside of really the, the heavy volume that he had against the Browns uh, on Thursday night, a couple weeks ago, it wasn't nearly, you know, as impressive. So like, you know, let's, let's avoid the disaster game and, and go with the safety and Brady in this situation. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we're on Twitch now, ESPN 1000 Chicago. Follow us, check it out, where lots of folks are weighing in on the chat room and giving us some questions. So I turn it now to Tyler Aki, who will uh, fire some of those at us. What's up, Tyler? All right, here's what we got here. We'll start with a tight end question. Who do you like, Dallas Goddard or Hayden Hurst in a non-PPR format? Yeah, I like I like Goddard. I like the way he's he's being used a lot, sure. The Eagles are um, disappointing right now, but I listen. I, outside of being drafted in the first round, I don't know really what Hayden Hurst has proven in the NFL to make people think that he is a you know a, a must play in fantasy football. In fact, if you're somebody who's kind of looking around and saying um, I'm not happy with my, I, you could go ahead and if you want to, I, I have no problem completely cutting or releasing Hayden Hurst. He's not somebody who. I am very. I am particularly high on. He hasn't really proven at this point that he needs to be owned in fantasy. All right. Next up, uh, running back question, non PPR format: Chris Carson or James Conner? Oh yeah. You know what? You're. It, you know, I, I think I'm going to go with Chris Carson. Um, I expect obviously a lot of points in that game today. The Cowboys taking on the Seahawks. James Conner um, came back last week and was productive, but I, you know. I, I still don't love James Conner as a player. Look, he, he's he's not bad. He certainly, as long as he's healthy, gonna, going to probably see the volume. And he is their goal line. So, you know, you know what you're going to get with James Conner. But, like, Chris Carson, to me, has proven that uh, he's a very effective runner. I, I, I pick his talent, basically, over James Conner at this point in uh, two, two offenses that uh, it's good to have to lead back. So I think you're in good position when you can choose between the two. All right, this one's coming from Joey Run 13. Need one in a full point PPR. T.Y. Hilton, Darius Slayton, or C.D. Lamb? Yeah, if you only need one, I'm going to go with C.D. Lamb. Um, again, that Seahawks secondary, you saw last week on Sunday Night Football, Cam Newton had his second highest passing game of his career, individual single passing game of his career after, uh, I believe it was the second week. Um, that he came out and uh, just, I believe it was the Cardinals, if memory serves, where he just had his highest passing day of his career. But not since his rookie season of uh, week two has Cam Newton had, had a, has had a prolific passing day. So um, I think I'm going to go ahead and use any part of that, you know, Dallas wide receiving core, if I can, in uh, especially Cooper or C.D. Lamb. I like both those guys today. Uh, we got one more on Twitch there, Tyler. Yeah, let's uh, speaking of Cam Newton. Do you like Cam Newton or Matt Ryan today? Ooh, uh, honestly, I think I would turn to Cam. I think. Well, let me with the caveat that if assuming you get two, I'm sorry, assuming you get six points for a rushing touchdown as opposed and only four for a passing. If you're in a league though where 
you actually get six for a passing touchdown, then the advantage that Cam gives you is not as, you know, is not as big a bump um, because of the running. So if it's a six point uh, rushing versus four for passing, then go ahead and use Cam. But if it's six for passing touchdown, which some leagues are, then I would actually go ahead and use Matt Ryan because the benefits that Cam gives you near the goal line are really negligible or not non-existent because of the uh, you know passing versus touch uh, rushing touchdown differential. Um, let's quickly try one more here before we send it to break. Let's try Mike, who's in Crown Point, Indiana. He's got a wide receiver dilemma. Hey, Mike. How's it going, Jeff? Very well. So uh, I'm a proud drafter of Michael Thomas. <laughs> and uh, so this week I had uh, Gurley and David Johnson at the running back slot, and I, I benched David Johnson and put in James Robinson. So that was a good start. Very nice. Um, so now I got four wide receivers, and I need to pick two. I got Brandon Cooks, Corey Davis, Jarvis Landry, and Russell Gage. Yeah, and in the standard format, that's interesting, Mike. I, I would actually definitely use Cooks. Um, uh, I, I just think he's a little more reliable when he's out on the field than Willful or somebody I trust a little bit more. And I think Deshaun Watson um, and Houston have, you know, fine. I know it's it's a, it's a tough matchup, but they're 0-2. It feels like this is one they really need to have. So I like Cooks. And then of the other three options, Landry, Gage or Corey Davis. I'm probably personally going to use Landry in that situation. Um, Russell Gage is interesting, but not somebody I feel comfortable starting just yet. And look, I am a huge Corey Davis truther. I have been sucked in by that way too often. And um, even though uh, we got more news today that AJ Brown's injury, his knee bruise looks like it's going to keep him out longer than originally anticipated. I still am not sold just yet on Corey Davis being a true fantasy, you know, performer just yet so let's hold off on Corey davis for another week let's see if he can you know give you a touchdown or another high volume week before we trust him just yet because too many people have been burned by Corey davis to go back to that well just yet all right one more segment to go don't worry i see you guys out there we're going to rush through some calls and get all you guys in here on esp 1000 the fantasy football show every sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m the Fantasy Football Show is back with a guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. He's listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. That's 312-332-3776. This is The Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Ten more minutes to go, taking your calls on the Fantasy Football Show. 312-332-3776. I'm Jeff Meller, and I am here with you every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. up until 9, leading you up to our uh, points bet pregame. I'm sorry, points points bet sportsbook pregame show with Fred Hubner and Brian Hanley. They'll be on at 10, breaking down the Bears and Falcons game, which will go on, even though we were a little concerned because of COVID that the Falcons Players might uh, put us in jeopardy. That is not the case. We're expecting a Bears-Falcons game to go off without a hitch today at noon. So good news there. And after the game concludes for two hours, I will be with you. 
the fan, letting you weigh in on hopefully what is a 3-0 start for the Bears. Uh, I will be along with two-time Super Bowl champion Howard Griffith. So we're doing that all season long as soon as the, post, as soon as the game concludes. Two-hour post-game show for you, the fan, to weigh in and tell us what you thought of the Bears game. So don't forget about that as well. Let's try Simon in Rogers Park, who has an interesting dilemma with his fantasy team. Hey, Simon, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Jeff. Uh, I got to assume you've never gotten a question like this, but I'm Jewish and I have Yom Kippur coming up tonight. And so starting starting at like 6 p.m., I can't check mm. my phone. Sure. So I have Devontae Adams going tonight, which is, of course, after 6 p.m. Yes. And I got De- Terry McLaurin and Deontay Johnson on my bench and Valdez Scantling's available on waivers. So it's a non-PPR league. What do you think? Yeah. So you know what? You have some pretty good alternatives, Simon, there. And I, I would have no problem at all starting uh, Terry McLaurin over Devontae Adams. In fact, I wouldn't even, if, you know, in my, in my, if it were my situation, my team, I wouldn't even hesitate. I would start McLaurin over Devontae Adams anyway because McLaurin is a, a dynamic player who I'd be looking for ways to get him into my lineup no matter what. And against the Browns, that's a very inviting matchup. Um, but I do love the fact that uh, you're observing uh, Yom Kippur and with uh, the six o'clock concerns, it's a very legit question. So for all the uh, Jewish friends out there, if you're in the same situation, I would look for someone other than Devonte Adams. I don't feel, I don't feel great about him starting tonight. He's been listed as doubtful all week. And even though they're calling it a game time decision, wouldn't be surprised at all if they decide to uh, give him uh, a seat on the bench for one week, especially uh, in New Orleans against a team that, um, you know, with, with Drew Brees struggling, they may not necessarily, I mean, look, you can never say you don't need Devontae Adams, but I just feel like it's not worth the risk for you, um, Simon. In, in fact, even having Valdez Scantling, that wouldn't sway me either because McLaurin is just too good not to have in your lineup as uh, when you're worried about, you know, a gimpy Devontae Adams. So go ahead, use McLaurin without fear. Let's try Guillermo on the southeast side. Guillermo has a PPR question. What's up? Hey, man. Uh, how's it going? Good morning, Jeff. My fault. Uh, long-time listener. Thanks, man. Um, I, I actually got a question. I uh, This is for a flex, and this is PPR. Um, I got Traquan Smith in there now. Okay. But I got Mark Ingram, and I got uh, John Brown on my bench. I was kind of... I got uh, Josh Allen, too, as my quarterback, so I'm not too sure if I should just throw in Josh or John Brown. John Brown. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I got to be honest. um, John Brown, for me, is, uh, of those options, a pretty clear cut. Like, Traquan Smith, I'm not even really thinking about that. I know he was productive last week, but um, I I don't know if we can count on that just just yet on a week-in and week-out basis, especially with the way – Drew Brees has looked, um, Traquan Smith's real asset is his deep speed. So I'd be a little concerned about him repeating that this week. I could see very easily Emmanuel Sanders and Jared Cook playing bigger roles today for the Saints. So I'm not trusting Traquan Smith just yet, Guillermo. The real dilemma for you is, like you said, do you use the combo of Allen and Brown or do you turn to Mark Ingram? And for the problem for Mark Ingram owners is it's not even a split. It is a straight rotation. You've got three three running backs in Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, and Gus Edwards, who are basically seeing the you know what is almost an exact number of snaps. Uh, Greg Roman has talked openly about how he really likes to have a fresh back in there, and that is really eating into Mark Ingram's value. I think it's hard to trust him 
So I would use John Brown Guillermo, but I think if for the Ingram owners out there, you know, it's a legit concern. And I think as long as all three running backs are healthy in Ingram, Dobbins, and Gus Edwards, it, I, I personally am going to have a really t- hard time starting, you know, any of those guys until you see, you know, the, the snaps kind of change a little bit. It, I can't, I really can't endorse starting any of them because unless they score the touchdown that week, it's really hard to know, you know, if they're going to have any value. And again, it's not even just that, oh, if you could maybe spin the wheel and hope that your guy gets in, but oh no, by the way, Baltimore's got, you know, outside of Cam Newton, the, the biggest threat in terms of running quarterbacks that can steal your running back touchdown. So it's a complete nightmare for Ingram Dobbins owners because I don't feel comfortable starting them. Uh, you know, you're basically just rolling the dice and hoping your guy scores the touchdown that week. And I'm not saying they can't, but it's hard to count on when you're not seeing the volume of touches that you'd like. So for right now, unless you're desperate or you're, you're, we get to more, you know, bye weeks in the, in the near future here, I have a hard time endorsing any of those Ravens running backs. All right. Uh, I think we might have time for one more here. So let's go ahead and let's try Jim, who's in Wicker Park. Jim has a PPR question with his receivers. Hey, Jim, what's up? Uh, glad I found your show. I didn't know that it was out there. Uh, I've got uh, Edelman, uh, uh, but he's questionable. Mm-hmm. And last week he had a great week. But uh, my question is, do I trust him to be performing this week, or do I replace him with Lazard? Because Lazard's the only option I've got besides mm-hmm. the questionable. So what do I do? Yeah, you know what, Jim? This is a scenario where, um, yeah, he was, listen, uh, he had eight catches for 170-plus yards last week in, in a situation where clearly his knee was bothering him. That's okay. I think if Edelman is out there and available, go ahead and use him because Lazard, you know, we just don't know right now what Adams' status is. And if Adams plays, uh, Lazard, not nearly as valuable. All right, folks, that does it for me. Thanks to my man, Tyler Aki, back at the shop. I am Jeff Meller on Twitter at Jeff underscore, I'm sorry, Jeff underscore Meller. And uh, don't forget, post-game show right after the Bears game, pre-game show coming up at 10. Thanks for listening.